Hey guys, welcome back to Unpopular. I'm re-recording this intro. I, I just recorded it earlier and then I listened back and I sounded way too peppy and like switched on in a way that felt very alien to me. I'm like, am I auditioning for like a hosting gig on Dancing with the Stars? Like this is too much. So <laughs> I'm re-recording this now. I have Kiki from the Talk of Shame on the pod today. She's great. She's one of my friends. She is an influencer, a real influencer with a lot of followers. So we talk about social media stuff, but the main reason that I had her on here, oh, we also talk about Lizzo, by the way, but the main reason I had her on was to talk about the Zeus Network. Now, Some of you already, because I know what you guys are like, are probably like, I don't watch Zeus. I'm not going to listen to this podcast. I'm skipping this week. Girl, the Zeus network is like the biggest fucking streaming network in the game. So if you like reality TV and you like pop culture, you should probably just kind of like know what it's about, even if you have no plans on watching it and it's not your like demographic or whatever. So please tune in and, you know, Kiki's great. And what else? I'm trying to think, do I have anything else to tell you before I get into the episode? Because I just want to like jump in. Oh yeah, I did have a funny thing kind of happen this week. Well, not funny, but sometimes things happen in the industry that I'm in. And I just feel like, why am I in this industry? Not in a negative way, just more in a like, what am I doing here? Because the main thing people have been talking about for the last few weeks, well, it's Barbie, which I still haven't seen. I think I told you last podcast, I think I was brainwashed now into wanting to watch it because I've never seen such a relentless marketing campaign for anything in my life. So once it hits streaming, I will watch it. I don't know anything about Oppenheimer. Um, and the big things have been Taylor Swift's tour, don't care. Beyonce's tour, don't care. And Ariana Grande, like her affair or the marriage thing, whatever that is, I feel like that's been like the big news, like everywhere. I have not clicked one article and I'm an Ariana Grande fan. Like when the albums drop, I'm the first to listen to the new Ariana music. Like, I think she's great. I loved when she like licked the donut and she was like, fuck America. Like it was so funny. So I'm totally into Ariana Grande, but I did not give a fuck about who what affair she had. People were like, this guy's ugly that she's with. Okay, well, she's a creative person and, you know, she's probably not just thinking visually. She's, like, fucked hot rappers and stuff before, hasn't she? Actually, she doesn't even go for hot guys. Now, who cares? Whatever. I don't even care who she's with. That's the point. Like, I didn't go into any of the articles. And the last, like, two weeks, I've been in a real Victoria Principle, like deep dive because I started watching the old seasons of Dallas and she is so beautiful in season one and two because the first two seasons were filmed in the 70s and once it gets past that into like season three, four, five, et cetera, that's when it like hits the 80s and it's not that she physically becomes less attractive, it's just that she has the 80s styling with like blue eyeshadow and, you know, like big hair and it's just not cute, but in the 70s, it's like a lot more natural and pared back. And you see her natural beauty and she is so stunning. And then just the way that she carries herself, she also has huge knockers and they do a lot of like gratuitous scenes of her, like getting out of the pool. Like there's one part where she got out the pool. I'm like, did wild things copy this? Like Denise Richards. I'm like, this feels like Victoria principle is the blueprint. And 
I'm just very into her because growing up, I never knew anything about Dallas. I'm like, you know, too young for Dallas to have, you know, grown up with it or whatever. I think it had already finished, you know, before I was even born. But um, she was really big in Australia in infomercials. So she used to always have these infomercials on TV when I was growing up for uh, Principal Secret, her skincare line. She'd be like, I'm going to show you, let you into my secret. So I always knew her as like the the home shopping network lady. I can't remember what our infomercials here were called, but they would play like every day. Like if you were sick home from school, I would watch the infomercials and Victoria Principal was there. So I'm very much enjoying getting to know all about Victoria Principal. I found out that at one point she threatened uh, to shoot her maid and- Then um, she said that the maid was, like, trying to extort her or something, and the maid was like, no, she attacked me. I believe the maid. Like, I feel like Victoria Principal's crazy. And she also wanted to go to space, and then she wanted the space suit to match her eyes. So I'm very into that. And I was just thinking, like, wow, I've been all into Victoria Principal these two weeks, and I don't care about, like, you know, the Taylor Swift tour and, like, the Ariana Grande thing and all of that stuff, which is fine. I'm not trying to be like, oh, my God, I don't care about – like mainstream things, like some mainstream things I do care about. But I always feel weird because I'm like, this is like my job, the industry that I'm in. I'm like, how did I like get in this industry where I'm supposed to be like covering like breaking celebrity news, but I'm into like the most random shit. And I also did a big story on the weekend on this podcast. Have you guys seen this podcast? I don't know if it's shown up in your like TikToks or your reels, whatever, the uh, Girls Gone Bible, it's these two really hot chicks and they're doing like the caller daddy business model, right? Where you get like two hot babes that, you know, pose with like a wine glass and a microphone. They're like, we're going to have conversations about mental health and friendship and, you know, sex. Like they're doing that, except they don't have a wine glass. They have a Bible and they're just talking about like Jesus and sweet green and, um, Yeah, actually, that's about it. That's all they really talk about. Um, And it's become, like, the hottest podcast out. It's, like, flooding the feeds. Like, I'm kind of thinking, is this, like, are they industry plants? Like, where did this come from? Because they've already got, like, millions of views. Like, their following is going crazy. And I did, like, a whole deep dive into them because these two Christian hotties have, like, very sinful pasts. One of them was in a Marilyn Manson music video. Not only was she in a Manson video, she played... A nun, like a naked or half naked nun in like latex fetish wear with stilettos and a gun and was like shooting people and stuff, like a porno nun with a gun, porno nun with a gun. So that's like quite a big leap to go from that to like Bible bashing. Oh, and they have thirst traps on Instagram. So on their podcast, they're all like buttoned up. And, you know, they're like, I just love the Lord. I just, I just love him so much. And then you go on their Instagram. And they're in, like, bikinis and, like, being, like, hot. So, I don't know. I'm obsessed with them. So, yeah, I wrote about that. And I'm always just like, oh, my God, how did I even get into this job when I'm just writing about Girls girls Gone Bible and looking up old Victoria Principal clips and the trending stories, Ariana Grande, and, like, I haven't even read one. So, if I get over to the States, like, you know, we are hoping and praying. I'm probably going to have to read more about Ariana Grande split. I also don't care about Lenny, Lenny, Hochstein and Lisa or whatever, like enough with that fucking story. It's just like every time I'm on page six, it's like Lenny and Lisa. It's not that interesting. My God. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's about it. Um, 
I'm going to get into the podcast and it's fun and Kiki's great. And we talk all about Zeus Network. And after I finish recording this, actually, I'm going to go finish one of the Zeus shows I've been watching because I've been in a bit of a Zeus hole preparing for this podcast. Anyway, guys, um, thanks for listening. And as always, there's a lot of Bravo stuff on the Patreon. So I did another Patreon the other day on, you know, like Bethany's lawsuit against NBC, NeNe Leaks on Carlos King, um... I started watching The Housewives of Atlanta again. I, like, binged the last sort of four episodes because I'd given up on it because it was so bad. I started watching it again. I'm like, oh, it's actually really good. (laughs) So I talked about that. Talked about OC, you know, the usual stuff. So that's patreon.com slash unpopularjp. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm not really updating the podcast Twitter anymore. I don't even know why I bothered. Um, Unpopularjp, TikTok and Instagram. And I will talk to you all later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey guys, uh, I have a returning guest back on the pod, one of my faves, one of my IRL friends now actually because we've met, I think it's the third time she's been on the show, it is Kiki from The Talk of Shame. Hey girl. I feel like I always come on your show after I do something that I know your audience will hate me for. (laughs) (laughs) What have you, where have you been? You said something like, was it Ariana? Um, Well, no, like that was like fun. That was a fun day. Ariana launched this um, lip kit with lip lab so she i got invited to this to the mall you know i hate the mall i but like in in la the malls are different because they're kind of outdoors so they're not as bad well i went to the um what's the big famous one in la um oh is it the grove the grove yeah i loved that i was living for it i like went there like four times yeah, I mean, like, L.A. malls that have outdoor-indoor feel, like, those are much better. Like, you know, I grew up where it was just a lot of indoor mall, dark, a drab. You know, of course, yeah. I like, I loved it as a kid, but, like, now, no. Okay, so she has a lip kit out now. Like, I mean, what the fuck doesn't she have? I know. I mean, I, if you look around your house, she's probably, uh, you know, b- batteries, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you? What what event were you at besides that? You, I know you were doing something. <laughs> No, so I was just like, I went to that event, but like, you know, earlier today, I was like online. I realized it had been three years since I had done my viral video on Southern Charm, and then um, Madison <laughs> started acting up, and I was like, oh, I gotta do Oh, yeah, something. we were talking about that, <laughs> Madison at the Britney Aldean concert. You know, what I thought was interesting about that, right, because you pointed out that, um, guys, this is Madison from Southern Charm. Um, if you don't know who it is, Madison LaCroix, she's the one that broke up J-Lo and A-Rod's engagement, and then she was hanging out with Brittany Aldean, who was married to Jason Aldean, and they're really controversial because they're, like, conservative, blah, 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 blah. In the caption of the Instagram photo, she put in, like, let's give them something to talk about, as in, like, let's make a big deal out of this, and you kind of pointed it out. And I'm like, that was interesting to me because I feel like a few years ago you wouldn't have been able to be provocative in that way because things were too sensitive. And now I think it just shows that that wave has kind of passed. Yeah, and it's like it's like scary at the same time. But the reality is, it's like I think people because okay, scary. you know, we talk about this. A lot of people who jumped onto Scandal jumped on it because it became this big deal. But they were not VPR watchers, and because of that, they weren't really big Bravo watchers. And because of that, they didn't realize that prior to Scandal, 
Madison J-Lo A-Rod was the biggest thing that ever happened to Bravo. And Madison became an overnight, quote, celebrity. And she was literally every headline for weeks. And she has been chasing that dragon. And so now she's willing to do or say anything. She wants that back. And like, look, again, I don't care if you're friends with Brittany Aldine. What I care about is you're using race. Like you're now you're race baiting in order to get attention. And it's gross. Um, I love that she's an Amazon influencer. I didn't realize that was like a whole career. Well, you sent me a link because you have an Amazon store. So I was going to get a ring light from you. But then I realized I... I had one from years ago, which is like kind of iffy, but I'm like, I'll just use that for now. But like this Amazon influencing thing is like a whole industry. <laughs> and what I learned is that where she, that's where she makes the bulk of her income. And so people were like, yeah, like, you know, tag Amazon. I'm like, I'm not going to do that because I don't. <laughs> but like, it, you know, it's weird. Amazon really, people are spilling all the tea on there too. Like if you've noticed, like, Kyle Richards and even Lala Kent, like all of them have been using their Amazon lives to spill tea too. It's so weird. I wonder if that is, I mean, that could just be them trying to fill airtime because they've got to be on the stream for so long and things just come out. Or it could be calculated where they're like, okay, this will get headlines and then maybe it'll get more people to my Amazon live stream that will then translate to sales. I don't know. Madison should start selling like you know, like, stay away from my kids t-shirts and, like, American flags and stuff. Cash in, girl. Um, So, I brought you in to talk about Zeus, but actually, first, I want to talk to you about TikTok because you just went, like, crazy viral on there Um, with the Lizzo video. How many views did you get on that? It was, like, 10 million or something. I'm over 10 million now, yeah. Are you a team Lizzo, first of all? You know, I am, it's becoming, it's actually wading into Johnny Depp, Amber Heard territory for me because there's so many sides to the story that like, I believe truths in all parts of it. And so I can't, like, I think it's really hard, especially for like black, big black girls like me to realize like, oh, they can be bitches too. (laughs) And I should know that because I could be a total bitch. Like... Well, we, like, the people on the other side are kind of loving it because we always love when, like, you know, one of your side fucks up. So, we can go, it's not just us, bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I want, I wish this was a learning lesson where people would realize it's not, like, black or white, which is what everyone dwindles it down to. It really is haves and haves not, have nots. Like, rich people get away with shit that, like, the non-riches don't. I've I've been mixed on it. Like, I mean, I want to be the contrarian and just fully defend her. And I have been defending her a little bit because I just think that everyone should have their kind of day in court and we should hear both sides of it. Um, my basic takeaway from what I've skimmed is, yeah, she's a massive bitch with a huge ego, etc. Um, it's probably not the nicest to everyone, but I also think that, like, the sexual harassment claims and stuff are, like, complete BS. Um Locking that woman, whatever, in the room until she deleted the recording off her phone is completely justified because, like, in the world of celebrities, you cannot be secretly recording a celebrity that you're working with. Are you kidding me? And then she is trying – she's doing these media interviews where she's trying to put a spin on it, like, oh – I just, like, wanted to remember Lizzo's instructions or something. So, I was, you know, recording the meeting so I could listen back to it. It's like, bitch, no, you were trying to have something in your back pocket probably to extort her with. So, 
you know, um, I don't think the banana thing's that big of a deal. I mean, I don't think anyone had like a gun to their head to eat the banana. I think it was just like, yo, we're having fun at the club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's totally the thing is what I'm just shocked about is that she didn't have people around her protecting her. Because I just feel like once I hit a certain net worth, there's just no way that I'm not going to have people that would check me all the time. Yeah, you've got to have like little HR handlers around to let you know. It's like um on The Idol when they had the uh, the the intimacy coordinator on set. Like you yeah. kind of need to like walk around with that bullshit. Um, are you going to do more? Like, are you going to focus more on TikTok now that you've had like a few big TikTok hits? Because you're more of like an Instagram person. But I only became an Instagram person once TikTok stopped paying. Because that's the thing about being a creator is like you have to bounce around in order to be the most monetized you can. And every once in a while, you know, something new, some new feature comes out and they're willing to push you if you use it and you'll get more views and they'll be like, oh, we'll offer you a little money. So in the beginning, TikTok, I was just, I blew up so fast there and I wasn't making enough money. I came over to Instagram because, you know, brands love that. And I was able to get more brand deals there. They were paying with reels because they wanted to compete with TikTok. So I was getting paid with that. But then they stopped once they got to a certain point. And now TikTok wants to like, bring their creators back because I think people were getting annoyed. And so now they're paying a lot of money. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lean into that. Yeah, I feel like Reels is actually starting to take off now. Like at first it was like, okay, this is like this is like the poor man's TikTok, which it is still kind of, but I feel like it's actually getting some traction. I've been trying to do some like Reels and TikToks. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to like put things out here and there. I did one like bashing diversity offices and then I started getting like scared of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't like post this content when I'm like trying to get hired in America. Like is that, <laughs> am I going to get like HR and in trouble? Like then I, like, I kind of like woke up anxious. Like I don't care about getting backlash from like the, you know, people online. I just worry like, oh, is my career over now? I don't know. <laughs> it's I can never tell what I'm allowed to like criticize and not. And I actually did a video on TikTok and I ended up remembering moving it. And this was me, like, trying to be woke and progressive. So, there was this woman that went viral, right, and people were dunking on her on Twitter because you know how people will, like, you know, like the libs of TikToks and stuff, they'll rip the TikTok and they'll make fun of you on Twitter. So, hers was going viral and she was this woman. She hadn't left the house since, you know, the start of the pandemic. So, it's three, four years that she's been in her house and she wanted to watch the Barbie movie. And she basically said that she rented out she re- she was organizing a private screening at a theater to watch Barbie and then other kind of like COVID conscious people and immunocompromised, et cetera, could all watch it together. And, you know, you have to have like N95 and up and you can't take it off even to like take a sip of water in the theater. You can't, you've got to like go outside, lift it up, have a sip of water, then come back in. Like the rules were like crazy, but people were making fun of her. I'm like, leave the bitch alone. Like it's, if she rents the theater out in her own time with her own people, like who gives a fuck, like how many masks and stuff she's wearing? Like they're all on the same page about it. Um, and I was like, you know, you want people to leave you alone of like, you know, my body, my choice. I don't want a mask. I don't want a vax. Like, sure. But it has to go both ways. So I did a video, like trying to be woke of like, leave her alone. And then she was like in my DMS, like trying to like educate me about like vaccines and masks and stuff. I'm like, bitch, my whole point of the video was like, (laughs) let people live and do their own thing. And I, like, kind of politely was like, no, it's fine. Like, you probably won't change my mind. I just, you know, thought it was mean that people were dunking on you and, you know, you should be allowed to, you know, do you. 
And then she's like, well, minds can always be changed because I just want you to understand. I'm like, oh, my God, like, you're actually psycho, bitch. And then I you whack- were like, I was trying to be, like, do a nice thing for once. It's the last time I, I do some charity. <laughs> it like blew up in my face. And then I actually was scrolling her old videos. And I was like, you know, because I was feeling like bad for her at first. Like, I'm like, you know, she must, you know, be immunocompromised and stuff. And then as I like was scrolling her old TikToks, I'm like, oh, I actually kind of think this is in her head. Cause like she was clearly just like watching the news too much and just sitting inside on the TV. And I'm like, so I removed that. So, you know, yeah, let's not um, do nice things for people. Okay. So I've had you watching the Zeus network all week and I've been teasing that I'm going to do a Zeus episode for like months and months i finally got around to it let me explain to the people what like zeus actually is if they don't know so it's a black owned streaming network you can get it anywhere because i post it on instagram people go where can i watch this i'm like it's on the app store i'm watching it legally in australia um it's a black owned network and it was started by this guy lemmy Plummer. he's pretty young like i think he's only early 30s, but he's been in the game since he was, like, 20 because his parents actually ran a successful Christian network, like, evangelical networks, yeah, in, like, the 80s. So, yeah, and, I mean, TV evangelists are usually, like, you know, money grubbers and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, so he learned from the best. He knows how to kind of exploit the people to, like, you know, get the bag. And I first heard about Zeus – we probably had the same experience was when Black China joined and she went viral with, yeah, because I remember when Black China went on Wendy Williams back in the day and she was, you know, like, I've got a show on Zeus and Wendy's like, you know, Zeus. And I remember thinking like, yeah, like, what is this going to be? And then it went crazy viral when she had the fight with Tokyo Tony. It was the, um, I'm about to get the fuck ASAP out of this bitch. Um, <laughs> that was like the best thing ever. And then they gave Tokyo Tony her own spinoff. Did you watch the spinoff? I don't think I watched the (laughs) spinoff. It was so good. Um, Well, they did that in the style of the VH1 shows. So, like, Flavor of Love. So, it was totally, like, a Flavor of Love. And then they actually brought people back from the Flavor of Love days. They brought um, Real and Chance. They're from New York's shows, right? Yes, that's what I watched. Uh Also, you did watch that. I did watch that. That was, like, kind of my first introduction to Zeus, really. I mean, like, I saw some of Black China, but that was, like, where I watched the whole season. Yeah, well, that's how they started getting people over at first. It was like, hey, we're bringing back these days of, like, outlandish, like, ratchet VH1-style 2000s reality TV, which was great. Then you got Jocelyn's Cabaret, so that was Jocelyn Hernandez from Love & Hip Hop. She is one of the first shows on there that I watched after Tokyo Tony because she's running a quote-unquote cabaret which is it's supposed to be like a classy strip show cabaret thing which it's not it's her going on tour performing her songs and just with strippers in the background it's not a real cabaret and then zeus really really blew the fuck up at the start of the pandemic because natalie nunn from the bad girls club she did a bad girls club reunion on zeus called baddies so she just stole the concept of bad girls club but renamed it baddies that became like that just blew the network up it was crazy and it actually changed the whole direction of the network because it went from being kind of like a slutty trashy funny comedy vh1 style network to just we're just going to beat each other up because the concept (laughs) of baddies for people that don't know and like from bad girls club is you just lock you know problematic like wild you know young women that are from the wrong side of the tracks in the house together they punch each other and fight and um 
Although the difference was on Bad Girls Club, actually, I think if you fought, didn't you get thrown out of the house if you got too Yeah, physical? I mean, Bad Girls Club, like, in the very early days, like, I remember, I think Tanisha got into it with a, I can't remember that white girl, and yeah, she got kicked out. Yeah, and I remember even um, Natalie's season, because I remember watching Natalie's season when, that's the only season I really saw, and I watched it when it aired, and she was going after that black girl, Portia, the single mom that was, like, really pretty, and Portia snapped on her, and then Portia got thrown out, and Natalie Nunn stayed in the house. So, but Zeus is not like that. You, you're allowed to throw hands, and, you know, you're rewarded for it. Um, and we're going to get into some of the shows, but one of the things that has been, like, stunning me as I've been going through these different Zeus shows, and I've been watching, like, a bunch of them. Like, you know, I've watched all of Jocelyn's Cabaret and the other ones I'm dipping in and out of. It is straight up the most anti-woke network on television, and I always bring this up because you think, right, it's like this is the black-owned network and we've just come through this Bravo period of, like, if you even have a fight with, like, Ebony or Garcelle or whatever, you are, like, cancelled. Like, Twitter will come for you. Like, I can't believe Dorit raised her voice at Garcelle. Like, you come from that world. Then you come onto Zeus. It is straight up, like, jokes about having abortions. White girls straight up saying the N-word. I don't know if you've seen the... The N-word episodes of Jocelyn's Cabaret? (laughs) No. So, season two, it's this white chick. She's like a prostitute, um, blue-faced Barbie. And (laughs) she she uses it casually as in, like, you know, my man, my... uh. But then... The next season, you know, um, Jocelyn's Cabaret season four, how at the start those two girls came back, Raven and Diamond, and they're on the okay. jet. Yeah, with yes. on the I don't know if that's uh-huh. a real jet or if that was fake, but like Yeah, I mean yeah. a bit of prop, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the brunette one on season three, she was going around saying the N-word all the time, then she gets in a fight with do you know Amber Ali? No. Yeah, she's one of these Zeus celebrities, Zeus fluencer. Um, she she's black, and she's like, you know, say it again, say it again. She beats her ass, and then this uh, black diamond, who's not black by the way, she's like half Puerto Rican. She's like screaming the n word in her face, <laughs> and not only does she not get cancelled, she gets she wins the show, and then gets brought back the following season. <laughs> uh, they had someone on. Bad Boys, Texas, that had, had, like, maybe, like, a murder charge. It's unclear. Kirk Franklin's son. You, do you know about that? He got yeah. found in some woman's car and she was, like, missing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because it's, like, that's the thing. Like, I will say, like, I was shocked the very first time just from that dating show, the Chance dating show, like, what they were saying. I mean, they were super – I mean, I don't even know the word to use it because I can't say transphobic. They were just, like, straight up making – Oh, you know, is, fr- jokes about, is real about chance, women being men. Is yeah. that the one they had Mangina on? <sighs> maybe. It's, one of them has this, I mean, a trans girl called, they, they call Mangina. Maybe, yes, because it was like roly-poly. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, fat chicks. And, yeah. I mean, it was all. Oh, yeah, they make they make fat jokes. Yeah, they full-on have trans transphobic jokes because on um, Baddies, they had Sydney Star, who, here's some history for you guys. Sydney Star is the trans girl that... She got famous back in the day because she said Chingy. You guys remember the rapper Chingy, right? There and uh, one call away. She said that she hooked up with Chingy, and it was a lie, and it ruined Chingy's career. Oh and, yes, yes. And then it was like she made it up, and then she came out later and was like, "Yeah, I just did it for clout." But like, she's getting in fights in baddies. They're like, "You're a fucking man!" Like yelling at her and stuff. Like there is there is no limit there. No one's getting cancelled, and. 
this was all going on over, like, you know, the summer of Floyd, like, the peak of, like, political correctness and cancel culture. Then you have Zeus. And, guys, just so you know, there are so many people watching Zeus. Like, this is not, like, a flop network. Like, the people are coming off these shows with, like, hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers. Like, these- Because they miss Maury. They miss Jerry Springer. They're looking for that, to fill that void. Yeah, I mean, the the guy that made Zeus, it's, like, pretty clever because we haven't had that kind of TV and there is that nostalgia for it. So, you know, I want to talk a bit about Jocelyn's Cabaret first. So, I know that you haven't watched all of the seasons, but- Season one, which is in Miami, it's a lot more genuine because it's a lot more like Jocelyn's being like a mother hen, kind of. And it's sort of about let's uplift these, you know, these women are like strippers and and prostitutes from the hood, from the streets. Let's uplift them. Let's give them a platform and an opportunity to get off the streets and like make some real money. And Jocelyn is like mentoring them. By season two, you would kind of had the baddies effect. So that's when Jocelyn... I mean, she just abuses them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously there was like there were soup. There were so many things that went super viral from that season one, and I didn't even watch it, but I felt like I had just from like all of these viral moments. And then you know she has this song that blows up. I mean, I don't know if they just perform this one song in every cabaret because I'm like, do you have a set or is it just this one song? And yeah, I think she f- was feeling her love and hip hop days. Like you know, back in love and hip hop, Jocelyn was the shit. Like. I mean, you know, and she hasn't really had that in a while. And I think after season one, she like got that spark back. She was like, I don't need to be a, a motherhood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, well, um, Jocelyn's Cabaret, the big viral moment from that was season two. A lot of people have seen this clip where this girl came on, you know, another, you know, stripper from, from the wrong side of the tracks. And she's like, you know, I've had to do a lot of stuff to better myself, including aborting twins, you know, a few weeks before coming on the show. And Jocelyn's like, you just aborted twins? And this other girl, Big Lex, in the back goes, damn, double homicide. And then that went su- <laughs> that went super viral. <laughs> and I remember when I saw that clip, my mind was blown. I'm like, oh, they're, they're joking about this kind of stuff. I mean- they had blasphemy too on season three. They had this stripper, Gaia Love, who was totally mentally ill. And any other network, she never would have passed the psych test. It's either she's mentally ill or she's an actress. And she was like a Bible thumping stripper that was coming in and she was trying to perform like exorcisms on the girls. And she was also a trained wrestler. So when the girls fought with her, she was like slamming them onto concrete and stuff. She was stunningly beautiful, but then she didn't shave downstairs. And there was another viral moment where she's on with her big bush with her legs spread on the stage, like up in Jocelyn's face. (laughs) Jocelyn's like freaking out. Um, crazy uh they had fights on this show like season two i don't know how far you are in season two but um Blueface barbie and lucky they come in because they were working like the i don't know the sugar baby scene in like miami and they had like a previous fight where one of their pimps tried to like pimp the other one out and have a threesome and i'm like i kind of find it refreshing because we know that a lot of these girls on reality TV and on Instagram and stuff are, like, just prostitutes. Yeah. And I kind of like that they just talk about it openly. I mean, the fact that, the like, one of the fights that they had was, like, yeah, I mean, we went, we were staying at the hotel at night and you went out to get some dick, but you didn't even get paid for it. And, and she was like, yeah, but I got some dick. And she was like, so? 
you still couldn't get a cheeseburger the next day. And it's like, <laughs> I love that they kind of like talk about that life, um, which yeah. is also interesting to learn about. And it's like, I want to actually hear more about it in detail. Um, but then they focus so much on the fights and with Jocelyn getting more and more violent in each season, like it gets to the point where she'll bring the girls in and like one girl cough. Why are you coughing, bitch? And she's like getting up in her face, about to like kick her ass. Like she will, she like beats them. Like on season four premiere that just happened, um, Raven, I think, like tried to leave or something. She came out and like slammed her into the concrete. On she grabbed her up by the neck. She yoked her up by the neck and then slammed her on the. Yeah, I mean, I'm like I'm over here thinking people are getting concussions. I'm like that head hit the ground really hard. Well, season three reunion, there's a big lawsuit going on with this, by the way. I don't know if it's still going or they quietly settled, but the season three reunion of Jocelyn's Cabaret is so out of control. It's like it's worse than baddies. And it was just a whole brawl between everyone, including Jocelyn's man, um, Ballistic Beats, gets involved. And a bunch of the girls, Amber Ali, some of the others, they said that what had happened was they had been set up to get beaten because Jocelyn and Ballistic Beats had basically told the um, security to, like, hold the girls back but not hold them back so they could get their licks in. And um, Ballistic Beats apparently, like, punched Amber Ali. So they've put, like, a huge lawsuit up against, like, Jocelyn, Ballistic Beats, the Zeus Network, like, a lot of money. Um, And season four, we are going to see the fight between Jocelyn and Big Lex at the Floyd. Yeah, you know about this. Do you know the, like, backstory? I don't know the backstory. Well, this went mega viral recently where Jocelyn, like, she's literally been arrested, right? So she was performing at this Floyd, performing her music at this Floyd Mayweather fight, which actually, it's part of season four because if you watch the season four premiere, they're preparing for this to perform at the Floyd Mayweather thing, yeah. And Big Lex, she was from season season three she's been super viral she's gone over like she was kind of like the breakup breakout star she's the one that said double homicide and now she has her own show on this other network that's called now that's tv which is a ripoff of the zeus network and it's even more ghetto more ratchet more low budget is is big lex the one that jocelyn would call ej johnson no that's um no that's this other one that was this tall yeah she was like six foot something lesbian who was always trying to like eat the girls you know eat the girls out in the club and stuff actually i think she did she ate one of them out on stage during a performance performance. (laughs) yeah you eg looking ass bitch um so big lex in jocelyn's defense big lex had been running her mouth on social media a lot like you know it's on site if i see you you know like i'm gonna pull up on jocelyn like she'd really been like talking shit and talking a big game they were both at this uh floyd mayweather fight which was being sponsored uh by zeus or something or the fight was airing on zeus and jocelyn jumped her and jocelyn's like she's like solid like She's got a lot of muscle. And well, she said she was 5'8 and almost 200 pounds, which I was shocked. I mean, yeah, she's in, you know, she's in good shape. Yeah, she's like really fit. And yeah. she beat Big Lex's ass, fully jumped her. And then the video went viral of like the cops coming in. There's been talk for a long time of Jocelyn being a raging cokehead and having like, you've heard that. She right? admits it. Someone oh. said, like, you like the cocaine on the end social. And she goes, sure do. <laughs> she, she was like, I'm not going to lie about it. 
<laughs> She's like a cokehead. I think she was in some kind of coke rage. She has like five cops like holding her down. She's yelling slurs at them, like, get these white men off me. Your careers are over. She's basically saying, I'm gonna like end your I'm gonna make this look like police brutality. Um, like a racial, you know, targeted hate crime or whatever. Um, and they're all holding her down. She's like hitting police officers. So I know that she's on like felony charges for it. She was just um in court for it and it's like an ongoing process but i'm thinking that she is probably going to go to prison i mean you'll go to prison for that or not i don't know i just like i feel like if we've seen if we've learned anything i mean look how many rappers recently have just like cases just dismissed like i think that if you just have enough money still again i think it goes back to haves and haves not i think you can get off on a lot of stuff and zeus she's she's kind of their prized possession right now she's one of them um well i feel like i think natalie's the big i think natalie nunn is the big dog at zeus because not only is baddies like the number one show but then she's like producing she's producing all these other shows for them um and there's a rumor have you heard the rumors about natalie nunn this is all this is all allegedly no one's suing we're just reading things that we see on blogs we don't know if it's true or not but there's rumors that like Natalie like pimps the girls and stuff. Have you heard? I've heard those rumors, and I've just been like, you know, Natalie's always talking about I run LA, so I'm like, well, what? You know, who, the last person who said that I don't know was Heidi Fleiss. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, if you go back to like, because I was watching some clips from Natalie's first season of Bad Girls Club, which was what 2009 or something like that. It was like yeah, back in the day. There's a lot of hints that even back then she was just an escort in LA and it kind of sounds pretty obvious. And um, the other thing, I don't know if you've noticed this with Natalie, if you go back to the early bad girls club, she acts like quote unquote white because she makes a lot of like, she tries to act like, you know, that 2009 version of the, the white girls that are out like the, um, like the Paris Hilton kind of aesthetic and like the dogs and she tries to put on that. But now that she's with Zeus now she talks like she's, like, from the hood, but, it's like, she's from the suburbs. And yeah. she was racist to some of the black girls on Bad Girls Club. Do you remember, like, she was calling one of them, like, racial slurs or something on the first season. I do remember, like, I, I remember I hated Natalie when she was on Bad Girls. Me too. I remember, like, the you know, she just said some vile things. I've, like, blocked out a lot of it. But I do think, yeah, I mean, she always thought she was better than everybody. So, yeah. She was kind of, yeah, she was coming for like the darker girls and literally saying you look like a xyz and stuff like that and you know like trying to put on this certain aesthetic and now that she's with like zeus which is you know very urban network now suddenly she's talking like she grew up on the streets it's like girl and have you noticed how jocelyn's been doing that too on has she yes because did you see the amber rose fight that jocelyn had Yes, on the College yeah. Hill one. Yeah, because yeah, that's when Jocelyn was saying that Amber Rose doesn't claim her her blackness. Yeah. And then, like, four times on the new season of Jocelyn's Cabaret, Jocelyn's walking around going, if you motherfuckers call me anything other than a black woman of, you know, Latina descent, I'm going to, you know, kick y'all's asses. And she keeps, like, bringing it up. And it's like, girl, like, I don't know if she's... I don't know what's going on, but now suddenly she's in her blackness, even though she's from Puerto Rico. Um, I don't know, because I just, I feel like, I don't know, I've always known Jocelyn as that, because again, love and hip-hop, she was like, just, I don't know. To me, she hasn't changed a bit. What? (laughs) What? Can you explain? Because like, you know, 
here in Australia, like we don't like have Puerto Ricans and stuff. What is with the, are Puerto Ricans black or not? Because I remember when Cardi B was using the N word, she was saying, well, she can say it because she's Puerto Rican. That's the thing. It's like, so, I don't know. It's so funny because I'm from New York where it's like everyone who just kind of like looks like me is Puerto Rican. Like, you know, you, you're just, it's, um, you're, you're, you're Latino, you're Latin and you're Spanish, but like they're, you know, you can be a, black Puerto Rican, you can be a light-skinned Puerto Rican, but like, you know, you are still Spanish, but it just, it kind of runs the gamut. Like you're just kind of this mix of all of these things. I get confused then. Okay. So how come Puerto Ricans can get away with saying it? Like even the girl um, that I said was using the N-word on Jocelyn's Cabaret that like won the show and then came back for another season. A lot of the girls in the house were all defending her and going, you know, it's her culture where it's, you know, this is a cultural thing. She's from the streets. But then I remember when Max got cancelled on Vanderpump Rules because he had an old tweet saying it. But then he was like a quarter black or something. So then how come she can say it, but then he can't? You know, there is, I'll find it and send it to you. I wish we had <laughs> Amanda Seals. I think, I don't know if she duetted it or did it herself. She did this really great thing where it was like, this person can say it, this person can't. And I can't, there's no, it's just a thing that like black people know. And I can't even, I don't think I can explain it. And it makes, it, it makes no sense, but it just is what it is. Like you can say it, you can't say it. You can say it, you can't say it. Girl, okay. Well, like to me, like, uh, what's his name? Six Nine, that rapper. Oh yeah, yeah. He He should not be saying it. Yeah, because he I, he, all when, the time. When I looked at him, I'm like, he's not black, no, is he? No, yeah. he should not be saying it, but he says it way too. For it. And it's like, I'm just like, we're just living in this world where, okay, here we go. Okay. Does Post Malone say it? No, there's no <laughs> way. He wears Crocs. He's He was like hanging out with uh, Kim and Brielle Beerman the other day. He's not, not, absolutely not. You can't hang out with the Beermans and be saying it. No. I know. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that I would not be surprised if um, Brielle's letting some things fly in the car, though. Um, (laughs) Brielle gives off that vibe. Um, Okay, so we need to get into, because I said before that Natalie was actually running Zeus. Really, Krishan is running Zeus. She's the biggest star from Zeus. She's, I feel like she's one of the biggest names in the celebrity industry at this minute. Like, the BET Awards were the other month, and I remember looking at the red carpet and stuff, and I was legitimately thinking, I'm like, Krishan is the biggest star at the BET Awards this year. Like, I feel like she was the one that people wanted to see. She was the one that people were talking about, like, so I'll give you guys a bit of a background on on Krishan if you don't know who she is. So she got famous on this show, and I think you know, you know more about Krishan's history than me, so just check me if I get it wrong, but she got famous on Blueface's Bad blue faces, bad blue girls, face girl. yeah, yeah, blue face girls club on OnlyFans. So at the start of the pandemic, he started doing like because he's <laughs> blue face is a rapper, by the way. Did you know blue face before this? Like, was he absolutely having- not? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I'm like, I mean, I don't know all of like the new, you know, the new school rappers, but I did not know who he was until I kept seeing this. Who the fuck is blue face? And he started an OnlyFans show that was just ripping off bad girls club and because it was pandemic and he had to quarantine he would just stay in his house that he rented out in la he got girls from the hood they had to like fight i guess to be with him and then the girl that like won was krishan and they started this relationship and she went super viral from it 
and they started, you know, they were always fighting and stuff on social media and they break up one day, they're back together the next. She goes viral. She gets cast on baddies. She blows up even more from baddies. She's about to do her third season of baddies, even though she's heavily pregnant. So it's like, bitch, why are you on baddies and you're about to give birth? Which that's a whole other thing. And then they also have their own spin-off called Blueface and Krishan Crazy and Love that just details their toxic romance. That's I about mean, everything it, right? I've learned about those two. I've learned against my will. It, they just kept showing up in my feed. And I was like, I don't want to know anything more about them. Yeah, they're, um, do they have like domestic violence and stuff? Like they like fight Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. That's what was so crazy. They, they beat each other up. They like, they're definitely not only toxic, but like abusive towards each other. And it is, it's the most ratchet shit I've ever seen. And it's a new, like, it's a new fight every day. Like, it doesn't stop. Like, even before we were recording, I saw on Hollywood Unlocked that, because he has this, okay, so he has a baby mama called Jaden Alexis, this white girl that he went to high school with, and they were high school sweethearts. She's the mother of his kids, and then he sort of goes between the two girls, and he, like, plays them off. So he plays, like, Jaden and Krishan off against each other, but Jaden is his main girl. And then the new thing that I saw this morning was that, he was trying to encourage Jaden and Krishan to like fight when they ran it ran into each other somewhere, and she's pregnant. But but they already the reason Krishan is missing a tooth is because of her. It, already they fought. Like wait wait did Jaden did Jaden knock her tooth out? Is that how the tooth? Well, came they out? were fighting, and then like Krishan like hit her tooth on a surface, and it came out. So it was like part of the fight. I don't think she like knocked it out, but it was part of that fight. And then it was like Blueface immediately like gave her money to pay for it, but she decided to just keep rocking it because she felt like it gave her street cred. Yeah, well, that's the thing, guys. If you haven't seen Krishan, she's missing a tooth. That's like her signature thing she's does. <laughs> One of her teeth are missing. Um, that's like her brand. Like the front tooth. It's not even like a side. It's literally the front tooth. <laughs> it is kind of like smart branding, though. Like, because you remember the bitch with like the missing tooth because no one else is doing that. So, yeah. Whoever told her like not to put the tooth back in, I think they deserve a raise. Um, I think surprisingly she told herself, which is, uh, again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well she's got like over four million followers now like she's a big fucking deal um honestly i would someone that works in the media you know works at daily mail keeps tabs on this stuff i would earnestly put Krishan as one of the biggest celebrities right now i'm not saying she's going to be the biggest celebrity in five years but mm-hmm. just in terms of like influence social media like headlines exposure like she's like one one of the biggest in the game for sure when she goes live you know because a lot of people have like millions of followers and they go live and i'll literally see like a few thousand people you know in their live she will have like it'll start at like thirty nine thousand. it'll go up to like eighty thousand. like she gets people watching her the engagement's crazy and what Shocked me from watching Baddies, because Baddies isn't my Zeus show. My favorite Zeus show, it's definitely Jocelyn's Cabaret, and then we'll talk about Bad Boys at the end, which I'm obsessed with now. But um, I had been seeing Krishan, right, all over the headlines, everywhere, and I'm like, all right, let me, like, watch her on Baddies. I've got the Zeus network now, because I'm like, there must be something about this girl that people are gravitating towards. Because I see the headlines and I think, you know, what is this ratchet shit? Like, why do people like this girl? But I'm like, no, there's got to be something. She's got to be, like, really funny, like Hardy B, or, you know, have some, like, even, like, Jocelyn has, like, you know, an X Factor and she's funny. I put on Baddies 
And Krishan, I'm telling you, no charisma. She's ignorant as fuck. She's not funny. She's like dumb. She, you can't mumbling un- every yeah, other word. You can't understand what she's saying. She's just like, literally, you put on Krishan, yeah, man, beat her ass. Like, that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what it is like. No, and like the thing that I like as, and this is why I think I can't watch it. It literally makes me like violently like angry when I watch it is like, it's representative of like the majority of people that live in this country because the reason that she's popular is because they relate to her and I do not relate to her. And I would think like other people don't. I'm like, wow, the fact that she's so popular means millions and millions of people relate to her. And that terrifies me. Well, you look at the comments on her posts and stuff. People like, you're so strong. Like, you know, you're amazing. Like they're like empathizing with her. And and I'm like, how are you watching this person and feel, and like, I'm not, Look, I don't want to do the whole, like, get on my high horse and, like, clutch my pearls. Oh, my God. I can't believe, like, people are following Krishan. Like, I love plenty of, like, you know, messy celebs and stuff. But I'm like, you've at least got to have something. Like, at least be funny. Like, Jocelyn's a horrible person. She's, like, beating strippers. She's, you know, beating cops. She's, But she's, like, funny. She's got sex appeal. Like... She's got a lot of things where you're like, okay, I see the star power. Like, Krishan, I don't see nothing. Like, <laughs> no, I, 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 like I, I try to get to it. I literally am like, I'm going to, this episode, I'm really going to like, and I can't, I, I like struggle through it. Well, their reality show, right? Because I watched, I don't know, two episodes of their show. I think you've watched more of it than me. It is the worst edited show ever because we, they don't, <laughs> this, okay, this show is literally like, before there were story producers and editors on reality television, I mean, they pick up a camera and they just follow them. Like, I was watching, like, one 10-minute scene, I think, of just Blueface going to 7-Eleven to, like, get a soda and, like, walk back to his car. Like, remember back in when The Hills started? The whole thing about The Hills was, like, oh, it's really boring. Like, you know, nothing's happening. It's just these girls, like, sitting there, you know, going through a Cosmopolitan magazine. This is that on, like, 10 million. Like, nothing happens. And then they get in a fight. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Hills always entertain me. I don't remember ever being bored by No, I wasn't bored either, but because it was – that was sort of the hook was that, like – not that much is happening. Like, it's kind of slow. Like, they would have these, you know, long... Because remember, before The Hills, like, they never edited a reality show like that. They had the talking yeah. heads. Like, they had these VH1 shows and stuff. And then The Hills was very, like, docile by comparison. But it was, like, so... Like, it just drew you in and it was so addictive. And even, like, the smallest little argument or whatever, you were, like, really into it. And, like, Krishan and Blueface's show was like that, except, I mean, it's not pulling me in. Um, nothing happens. No, and I think it's it, it really is geared towards this generation of kids who can watch TikTok lives for hours on end where nothing happens, whereas, like... That just doesn't appeal to me. But there's a reason that that, you know, what's her name? Something doll. Oh, I love makes, her. You know, $7,000 a day just going, mm, yum, yum, ice cream, yum, yum, ice cream, yum. Yes, yes, seven. yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, yes. For like, you know, 12 hours a day. I just, I don't know why that appeals, but it does. And I think it's in that same genre. I mean, I, I will say that I put on the pinky, because I like to see what's what the fuss is about. Like, I don't want to, like, write everything off. I did put on the pinky doll stream, like, once or twice. I was definitely into it. I was like, oh, I could watch this for a while. Like, there's something <laughs> finally very hypnotic. I Look, I you know, I, I've watched a few of the NPC stuff. Truly, though, 
I'm just more into ASMR. ASMR, like I could watch that. Oh, I oh. do. I watch it. That's how I go to sleep at night. True. Oh, I never got into the ASMR thing. I never got into the um, mukbang thing either. I don't like the mukbang. No. Yeah, I don't want to watch people eating. Um, I forgot to mention the the worst thing about Krishan. Jesus Christ is the abortions. So she keeps she keeps getting pregnant to Blueface. By the way, side note: Blueface is so hot. Like I think he is gorgeous i mean he's like six foot two or three he's skinny tattoos no he's gorgeous he's He's just like yeah you just sort of like i i don't want to be attracted to you because you're yeah (laughs) you can kind of see like i mean he's so he looks like a model like in some like he's beautiful no like if yeah he probably could have been a model in another life yeah i mean he was like a um well this is the saddest thing i think he was like a quarterback or something at school and she was a um track and field like all-star track star and you look at the pictures of her in high school before the tattoos and she looks beautiful amazing her body is bang i mean i think her body still kept but like she was like in shape fit just like so cute you look she looked like you you were going places and then i mean i mean she has she's look she's rich whatever can you knock it but what she represents so she keeps getting pregnant to blue face and she keeps getting abortions i mean it's the definition of using abortion as birth control and not only is she doing that but the way she talks about the abortions like i don't have the exact quotes up but she literally said this is pretty much like word for word something about like Oh, the fun parts, killing them, like something like crazy like that. Like it was hardcore. And on the recent episode of Krishan and Blueface in Love of Their Reality Show, um, she's pregnant currently, guys, by the way, and she's about to give birth. This one she actually kept. But on the show, because obviously the show was filmed a few months ago, she's at the five-month mark and she's like trying to get rid of it. And the and the doctor's in there and it's like, well, you know, I can recommend you to someone and like and then she's they have a scene with her, I think, arguing with her sister or something of like, yeah, I want to get rid of it. It's like And her mom, yeah. Yeah, her mom, which I can't remember what the line was there, but she said something like, Yeah, just of this shit's funny. Well, her mom was very much like, you know, I gave birth to eleven kids and if you know, like every birth is essentially like a miracle and you're gonna reap you know, you're gonna reap karma, you know, if you get rid of this. And like, you know, just going down the whole very like religious part of it. Um and yeah, it's just sad because it's like, again, like, I I don't care what you do with your body, but I also need you to be a responsible person. <laughs> and like, well, that's the thing is that like, I'm pro, what's the pro choice? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I get it. You know, like, I support women having access to it. But, like, the way that Krishan treats it, she's like the, the poster child for like the pro-life movement. Like, when the pro-life- she's like, yeah. They, they, that's, she's like what they think every other person who's getting an abortion is doing exactly yeah they like she's literally like i'll yeah i'll late term it i just use it as contraception i'll just get a, uh, i'll get pregnant to someone this because she sort of admits i think she tries to get pregnant to like keep blue face as like an attempt to keep him because he's always going back to the baby mama jay and then she's like if that doesn't work she'll get rid of it she uses it the pregnancy as like a pawn to try and control him and he doesn't care he was on twitter saying like abort it like yeah. when she first got pregnant, I'm like, this is so, this is like so fucking disgraceful. And like I was saying, um, I don't want to get on the high horse of, because this happens with the gay community, right? The same way you probably feel as a black woman looking at Chris Sean going, oh my God, this is a bad representation. I see when they represent the gays as all like, you know, drug and sex addicts that are, 
you know, can't control their libido and they're just, like, drugged out on Fire Island for, like, two weeks. And I'm like, ugh, there's so much more to us than this. But then I also have to kind of check myself and be like, well, that's actually, that is a part of the community. Like Exactly. So, you know, what? Yeah, not, I'm never going to shame it. depict it. Exactly. Like, I'm never going to shame it. I'm more just like, yeah, that's not my path, which is why I can't watch this show. Like, you, somebody else can watch this show and relate to it. it. I do not relate to this. Yeah, and with the fighting on the shows, um, which can get really violent, um, I mean, I kind of find them boring, right? But I just thought, whatever, that it's it's television. It's like pro wrestling or something. And then I remember I like messaged you one night and I'm like, actually, Kiki, I feel like this fighting's like not good for society because I, <laughs> you were like dying. You were like, oh, you finally figured it out. And the thing that made me come around was I saw this news report. I can't remember the girl's name, but it was like Shan Kelly, Shan Quellica or something. Have you seen this? The New Mexico yeah. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, I don't know if you followed this story. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but it was basically this, this group of friends and, this girl, they went to New Mexico and, like, there was a fight. And, like, they all, like, jumped this one girl, all, like, four or five of them, and they, like, filmed it on their phone. And, like, some of the footage came out and they're like, you know, get up, bitch. And they beat her and then she ended up dying. And people are still trying to figure out exactly what happened. And that, to me, like, made it feel very real because I'm like, you know, it's one thing watching this on TV and going, oh, it's just reality television. But then, you know, and I don't want to do the whole argument of like you know video games cause violence or anything like that but it's just hard for me to separate it then when i see something like that happening in like a real life and then to what i'm watching no i mean i think that there is a correlation and for us to pretend like there isn't is ridiculous like you know the thing that's going viral today is like you know i don't think it's i don't know if it's made its way to australia yet is there's like in alabama there was this whole fight that started over like a, a in a pontoon boat and it became this race war and immediately i'm like that jason aldean caused that <laughs> because it's true because like the reality is like he said don't try that in a small town okay. and these little these white boys in alabama said yeah we're gonna beat up this black security guard you know and it's like it does have an impact yeah no i know what you mean um and, you know, also take, okay, taking away the societal impact, I really think that the uh, the fighting's not good television. It's really, it's bad production because I'm watching all these Zeus shows and I feel like the talent they have, like, the, I think they have amazing talent in terms of, like, entertaining people. Like, some of the, okay, like, let's talk about Bad Boys for a second. So, Bad Boys is the male spinoff of Baddies. I've started watching this. I'm obsessed. Like, the guys on this show, like, I feel like this is, like, the funniest show on the network. It, it's, like, pretty damn funny. <laughs> like, I think I was, I was actually, like, laughing out loud in bed. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with, uh, what's his name? Um, Relly B, the one, the TikTok guy of the Where the Money Reside the, from Baton uh-huh. Rouge. I think he's so hot. Um, I, I'm in love with him. There's a lot of eye candy. I mean, they're, like... Most Okay, well, let me explain the concept of the show because it's not really that much of a concept, but they basically get a bunch of guys in a house. Most of them are gay, like like 90% of them are gay. Season one, there's two straight guys in the house, which I don't even think they should be there, to be honest, because it's- there was it's really, yeah, random. There was three episodes, there was literally like three episodes of them arguing about- you know, are the guys being homophobic or yeah. are they right like, to feel- I only like pussy and so, like, keep that over there. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, I- 
<laughs> which is fine for a scene, but like three episodes of that, I'm like, girl, like this is too much. And they're in the house and I guess they're supposed to, I mean, this is what they do on baddies as well. They all live in a house together, but then they go on a tour bus and they have to go and do club appearances. And I guess the concept is like, we're here to show you what a bad boy is. That's literally all the concept is. And it's kind of frustrating because the actual people that they cast on the show, and same with baddies. Like, I love Rolly on baddies. Like, some of the girls on baddies I think are, like, amazing TV. And you've got all this talent. And these are people that would not get hired at other networks. Like, they would either be looked at as either, like, too ratchet or they have, like, criminal pasts. Like, these people are, like, openly, like, prostitutes and stuff, right? So they probably wouldn't get cast on a lot of other shows, but Zeus will have them, which I love. And then instead of getting, like, a real story producer and a real editor and, like, making a real show out of this, you literally just have them in a house and you've got them screaming at each other and you're encouraging them to have fights and these fights are lasting. It'll be, like, a half an hour, 35 minutes of people just screaming, like, you know, step to me, bitch, you know, like, pussy-ass bitch. It's like, come on, like, you have all this talent in this house, you could, like, make a real show and they don't do it. Now, I would argue the Zeus network it's getting worse because it's like baddies has been so popular that they're leaning more and more into the fights and trying to outdo each other well that's the okay so like because they have now found the market of like okay people who are have been missing the jerry springer and missing the maury they're like okay great and this is what they're the numbers are going up on these episodes we're doing that they're they're now following that you know after a while maury povich became nothing more than who's the who's the daddy it used to actually have different episodes and we might get those who's the daddy episodes like maybe twice a month then it was just seven days a week, and I think that's what they're going to do, and, you know. Yeah, no, that's definitely the direction. Um, Because, like, the first season of Jocelyn's Cabaret, even though that was the most low budget, like, I liked when she was being the mother. Ha- I mean, I like when she, you know, checks the girls and stuff. It's funny. But I at least felt like it had more of a storyline of, like, okay. And then sometimes you'll get into their past. Like, there was this one stripper on season one and two that I really liked, Sapphire. She was my favorite. And she was, like, the more seasoned, you know, stripper in the house. And she'd been through it. And, like, there was one episode where she talked about regretting her bbl because she got one of those like basement jobs that cardi got oh no but like cement yeah yeah like one of these really dodgy ones and she but like i you know i it was cool watching her talk about it because she was like you know i felt pressure in the club and then she talks about like how she's had this really hard life and she wants to get out of i'm like that's actually like story progression and something i can kind of connect with you on and these are people that kind of like don't usually have a platform. So it's like, I want to know, I mean, I want to know like the sad stuff and the struggles. And then I also want to know like the juicy stuff of like, how does it work when you've got a pimp and, and things like that. And um, the first season they did of uh, baddies during the pandemic, that one was kind of interesting as well, because there was a lot of um kind of fourth wall breaking about how much money, how much money do we get for these club appearances? Who gets what cut? Who has an executive producer credit? And does that give them more power? And there was, like, there was actually kind of like some substance there. It was like they kind of have like the bare bones of a good show. And like watching Bad Boys and I'm like loving the cast that they have. I'm like, man, if they just tweaked this a bit to be like, okay, let's like structure this show and make it that the concept is they have to go to these clubs and do these club shows. But then it's like, 
I don't know, you've got to hit a certain amount of money, right, for each club show. And so then they're working towards that. And then if you don't reach that amount of money, maybe you vote to, like, get rid of a bad boy because they're not, like, doing their job. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you could put, like, an actual storyline on these shows. And then, I don't know, you can have romances in the house. I mean, this is a house full of gay guys. Like, Yeah, no. I mean, I think there's, like, so much potential there. I mean, look, I will say I, I... I've seen women fighting for so many years. It was entertaining to try to watch the dudes fight, especially like when they couldn't fight because, like, they were literally like, <laughs> it was it was the, oh, the two the two ever. white the two white boys. There were these two <laughs> white boys in the house, William de Baddest and this other one, and the rest of the house is black. They basically set the two white people to fight each other, which would be so problematic if you swap those races around and <laughs> tried to make totally, them two fight. Totally. And, like bum fights, yeah. Yeah, bum fights. And then they just start like slapping each other. And they then weren't, they weren't even connecting. They were just doing like the like where they were doing it, yeah, but it was just hitting air. Air punches. Um, and those white boys, I think I messaged you on WhatsApp. I'm like, they need to get these white boys off the show. Like they cannot hang. Like one of them was like crying. And then one oh, of them. But was- I need them there. I need them there. <laughs> But yes, I highly recommend the Bad Boys franchise, honestly. Um, These are good background watch shows, I would say, because they are edited so poorly. Like, sometimes these episodes will literally take, like, eight minutes for the episode to start because first you're getting, like, a recap of the season, then you're getting, like, slow motion scenes of, like, you know, Jocelyn walking down the street, and then they they play Jocelyn's music video at the start of every episode. (laughs) Like, there's so much filler because it's so just incompetent the way they put it together that it's very easy to just put these shows on in the background and do it, you know, do whatever you've got to do. I think I was, like, scripting out some TikToks or something yesterday, and then I just, like, look up when, you know, some funny shit happens. And, like, like now that you say that, it's probably because, I mean, their their talent pool is probably largely Black editors, and largely Black editors probably have spent a lot of time working on music videos because that is what uh-huh. they, you know, typically... As you're coming up, all the editors I knew, they got a lot of work through doing video editing because everyone wanted to be a rapper. So they probably are just used to that sort of like. Yeah, that's interesting. I just, I just like really want someone to come into Zeus. And I don't think this will happen because they, they're getting too much money with this shit. But I just really want like a real producer and showrunner and like story producer. Just come on, just give us one show that's produced properly, but with the talent of Zeus. And that'll be like the best show ever. Well, maybe one day, like, BET will buy Zeus. I'm sure that's... Yeah, well, I think they're going to get bigger than BET. I mean, I saw now that they're opening, they're opening like, a Zeus lounge or something. Like, they're becoming, like, a full brand. I mean, and these okay. club shows they do, like, sell out. Like, they've got lines around the block when the Zeus, you know, the baddies come to town. Well, I told you my my prediction. I think that the next Bad Boys is definitely going to have on the cast Carly Russell's ex-boyfriend I who think she faked right. the kidnapping for because he's already doing club appearances in Oh, Atlanta. is he? Yeah, I did a whole <laughs> thing about it. He He had a whole He literally called it it was a, it was called Search and Rescue was the name of the party. Stop. Oh my god. He straight up, he will 100% be on there. I mean, some of the people they've cast, now they're actually, another thing that that Zeus is doing now that they're getting big. So before they were literally, like they would do these auditions episodes and it would be like, 
every, you know, like every stripper, every like thug or whatever from the street would come into these open call auditions and it was wild. But now they're casting celebrities, they're casting all Insta famous people that are already viral. So the new season of Baddies that's coming out, they have, you know, they're getting like ex-love and hip hop people and they've got Woe Vicky, one of my favorites from um, back in the day who... She kind of came out the same time, if you don't know who she is. She's this white girl from Atlanta. She, you know, talks, quote-unquote, black. I know you hate that term, but I'm just, I don't know how else to describe it. She puts on the black scent. And, um, yes, black scent, exactly. Yeah, she, yeah she, I mean, she talks like she's Krishan, um, but she's this skinny white girl from Atlanta, and she came out sort of around the same time as Bad Baby. And she went viral because she, oh, yeah, she did a... Um, 23 and me which was it was obviously fake for clout but she was like saying she's black and people were like okay we'll show us the 23 and me and she wouldn't um and her recent her recent thing has been that she's like a born again christian have you seen that yeah i mean i, I follow her on tiktok and i remember her talking about it yeah she's fully like born i mean and she doesn't like gays or anything she's like you know it's sinful what? yeah well, she's like coming that. against the gays yeah oh, but i mean i just i don't know i kind of love that zeus will will cast problematic people because they're just coming out of bravo where it's been so intense like you know on bravo they're literally scared to even have a tense conversation between two people of different races and i kind of like where zeus is like we don't give a fuck like <laughs> And that's what I'm saying. Like, the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, is this what the difference is between, like, a $6.99 subscription and, like, not having one? Can you just really just say and do all of these things for $6.99? Because I remember I wanted to do a TikTok the first time I ever watched a Zeus, but I was almost like, I don't know if I want to tell people what's happening because it's it's so bad. I don't actually want them to get a subscription because I actually want to keep watching because I want to know how far this will go. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the it's like the place that, that wokeness never existed. And I've, um, I've been thinking for a long time, I don't know if you agree, but I feel like Nini should do a Zeus show, not with fighting and stuff, but Zeus is such a big platform now. And she's been, you know, run, like she's, she says she's blacklisted. I mean, I think she's like semi blacklisted from the lawsuit. Definitely blacklisted at Bravo. Yeah. Um, I think post lawsuit, a lot of people would be so, a lot of white networks would be scared to work with her. I think. Yeah. Um, but she she got on College Hill or whatever on BET, didn't she, or something like? Did she? I don't remember. I didn't watch the first season. Was yeah, she on the no, first I think season? no one. Okay. No one watched it till Jocelyn beat Amber Rose. Actually, I think. <laughs> I think Amber Rose beat up Jocelyn. I watched the whole clip. My take is that Amber whooped her ass and then Jocelyn had her lawyers come in and not show the footage because she didn't want people to see her ass getting whooped. And I was pretty, because I was like, yeah, I I thought Amber might, because I mean, she's from South Philly. I was like, I think she's going to get the, I think she got the best of her. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like Nene should do a show on Zeus. I think it would blow the fuck up. Like, she's so funny. I mean, you know, I don't, I think she's a, egomaniac i've been breaking this down on patreon but i've said for years that i think she has like a diagnosable like narcissistic personality disorder nini um and is delusional she's just a sagittarius like no girl, just she's, very- <laughs> are you a sag too i am oh my god um yeah i feel like she should be on zeus so we'll wrap up in a sec but what is your beef with um virgos you know it, it really started with just like one you know, Virgo that just set me off. And <laughs> and then it just became like this shtick, right? Because I was like, I just would always be like, oh, the Virgos. 
I have a lot of Virgos around me. They're, you know, they're Including fine. Me. But like Virgos and Geminis, just, we just have, you know, they have a, you know, I have a history with them. Well, do you know what I am? So I got this um, Time Passages astrology app. I've been more, I've been telling everybody this, like post COVID, I've just been more into like spiritual stuff. You know, I just felt like so many things that were the sort of official information turned out to not be correct. So now I'm just open to anything. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, spiritual stuff, I I always say that I was, like, kind of like a snobby, like, Bill Maher type before of, like, I'm so logical. Now I'm like, girl, maybe the astrology does work. Maybe, you know, God is real. I downloaded this Time Passages app and I put in all my stuff. So I'm Virgo Sun, Gemini Moon, and Virgo Rising. So I'm a double Virgo with some Gemini. And a Gemini. Oh, God. Like, why do we even talk to each other? I don't know. Does that check out? I don't know. Because I'm like, Virgos and Geminis are my two, like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could could have a big falling out yet. We'll see. I mean, I guess we did sort of like hate each other in the beginning. So I don't think we hated each other. No, we, I definitely never hated you. I just kind of thought in my mind, I'm like, she won't like me. That's what I always think. Yeah, I mean, I probably didn't like you in the beginning, but then like. <laughs> well, you pitched to come on my pod in the beginning. You were like, hey, this is why I should come well, on. I think after a while, because then you were just, I was like, okay, like he's a dick, but like actually he's very intelligent. And I honestly, at the end of the day, like intelligence trumps everything. Like you can, I don't mind differing opinions. Give me some reason to listen to you is the thing. Period. And then, yes, we hung out in LA and we'll be hanging out more. And I'm obsessed with the Alamo now because that's the only place you'll go, right? Oh, God, it's the only place I'll see a movie. Okay, what else are you up to? Is there anything that you want to plug? Like, I feel like you've always got different things. Every time I talk to you, you've got some <laughs> like little thing that you're doing. I mean, I do, like, you know, I I, I, mean, too. I am going to have a pod coming out, but I can't announce it yet. I do have, um, like, a fun show that's coming out on uh, Discovery ID that's called, like, uh, Crimes Gone Viral, where oh, I'm like, literally it. a talking head in it. <laughs> That's so good. There's such a talking head business now, I feel like. Like, now I see people popping up as talking heads on these shows and stuff. I'm like, why the fuck aren't I a talking head? Like, there was actually a, there was a podcast. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was like a true crime podcast thing that came out. And I knew the person that put it together. And then I heard someone else that I know on it. And then I, like... Messy. I was like, bitch, why the fuck am I not on this? I'm like, I'm an editor at like one of the most read fucking websites in the world. Like, you don't want to hear from me. <laughs> right. No, you'll you'll well, you'll be talking heads soon enough. Yeah. Well, LA does that to you, right? Like the Yeah. <laughs> it's like I wanna I wanna be the person that's talking. I was so happy to get like the Vanderpump rules one because I was like, yes, like of all the talking heads, like right now, I wanna be on Scandal. Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for your new pod. And where do people follow you? The Talk of Shame? At The Talk of Shame on uh, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, your stuff's good. I watched your viral Lizzo video because you did break down like the whole, you, you went through all of the lawsuit, like all 37 pages. And do you get stressed out with, because like, so I've been doing a few TikToks and stuff. And there was one that I did where I was like reacting to some Vanderpump news, which is I didn't really want to go down that route because what happened and that video did well, all the other ones, like no one gives a fuck about. But then when I do that, that one actually rates, but I don't know if you feel the same, but I re- I just hate the pressure of like, you're online and there's some breaking news. And then suddenly the inbox is like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Are you going to react to this? It's like, oh my God, fuck off. 
I've gotten a lot better because I used to exactly do that. I'd be like, oh my God, I got to do it. And I, now I realize like, that's not even my steeze. Like my steeze has always been to absorb it and give my POV, right? And, you know, but also be very just informative about it, which again is why the Lizzo thing took off. Everyone wanted to talk about Lizzo the minute they saw the, the article come out. And I was like, well, no, I'm going to get the lawsuit and I want to break down what's in it. And that's why it went viral. So it's like, I'd rather take my time and do something different that nobody else is doing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that's the way to go. Cause otherwise, I don't know. It's just like, not only are you doing the same things everyone else, but I just feel like it becomes like a lot of pressure because then people start going, why aren't you reacting to this yet? Like, Yeah, you become their puppet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go get your own account and you talk about it. All right, guys. So follow Kiki, the talk of shame, and check me out on Patreon as always. I do all of my Bravo recaps there. I'm getting into like Bethany stuff, Nini. OC, how bad the Roni reboot is. Girl, that episode three of Roni reboot was so bad. Um, What else do I talk about there? Girl, we mentioned all the Bravo on Patreon. And I'll see you guys in like a week or two, probably two weeks from now. Bye. Bye.